Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Pridemore. This week, we're talking about weaponized incompetence. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello, hello. What's new, Megan? I am cold. <laughs> that is not something that's new, but I am just cold all the time in my house, and I don't really remember being cold all the time in my house last winter. It is entirely possible that I put it out of my brain, much like childbirth. <laughs> but... I'm sitting here with my little blanket wrapped around me in my office. And my office is one of the warmer rooms in the house. So I have spent the last week sitting on a heating pad at my desk with like a blanket over me. And there's been a couple days where I've put on my fingerless gloves <laughs> and I'm sure someone will be like why does she not just turn the heat up because my husband is home all day and if I try to turn the heat up too far he will turn it back down he's like why are you cold I'm like I because I am I the, luckily we have the situation where we have the upstairs thermostat and the downstairs thermostat, and I work downstairs, and my husband works yes. upstairs, and he can have the upstairs set to whatever temperature he wants, while I have the downstairs set to closer to warm, but I also feel guilty. Like, I turn it up well, every yeah. day, basically, to, like, 70, and then I'm like, I'm still so cold. I know. Well, I will blankets. also say, I will also say that, like, my office has two external walls, and my desk is like kind of in the is in the corner of those two so it's probably like one of the colder spots in the house anyway I could I mean like I it probably doesn't really matter how high I turn up the heat it will probably still be like a chillier part of the house but I'll also I will also note that Eden is at a not great age for space heaters because she just is in everything and wants to touch everything and so It's hard to have a space heater around when she's like wandering or on when she's like wandering around because you're like constantly just like, oh my God, don't touch that. Oh my God, stay away. Oh my God. So, you know, it's fine. I'm just cold. Yeah. I'm also cold. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of doors in this house, so (laughs) that's part of our problem. There's not a, a lot of insulation around each of the doors. Um, that's really our project for next summer, I guess, is to fix all the weather stripping on every door that oh, goes Alex, outside in this house. Alex would love to help Bob with that project. Weather stripping is like his love language. That man can find a draft anywhere. I mean, like literally. We will be in an Airbnb that he is not paying for the heat in this home. He is not like nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter if you just turn up the heat or anything. And he will be like, there's a draft. There's a draft at this door. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Grandpa. What? It's not our house. Just walk away from the draft. And he'll be like sticking a <laughs> towel. like by, And I'm like, it, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Grandpa. So <laughs> he would probably we have reached- be delighted to help Bob find <laughs> all of the drafts in your house and fix them because he's already done it with our house. <laughs> We have reached the point of our Midwest life where uh, we have purchased the door blocker things. Yeah. The little, like, I don't even know what they're called. Yes. They have a special name, but I always just associated with them with, like, my grandparents' house. Yes. Because <laughs> only old people seem to have them. Also, Alex. And now me. <laughs> Alex spends, like, all winter with, like, he'll, like, stick, 
like a towel or like a small blanket or something like at like at the between the the bl- the bottom of the blinds and the windowsill and like our living room windows because there's a slight draft and I'm like oh my god which means like I can't open he like doesn't like it if I open the blind be- to let my plants get some sunlight so they don't die my poor raven zizi is just like on death's doorstep because my husband is so anti having the blind open maybe that's our problem we have the blinds open so i can have light in my house (laughs) Uh, right like i would like i am also a little bit like a plant like a little bit of sunlight would probably help me and he's like no oh my god so look we do not need to prolong seasonal affective disorder (laughs) or encourage it in any way so you know anyway bless it uh, I will not be able to edit out all of this cat. I apologize if you can hear the nonsense that is going on behind me. Honestly, it just feels so apropos to everything. He's got a lot of things to say. He's got a, a lot guess. of yelling that he needs to do. But who does not? Who does not have a lot of yelling that they need to do these days? Look, if I could walk around and just yell, I'd probably feel a lot better too. I really would. You know? I really would. See? He, oh, there was a chirp. He just, he got it out of his system for now. Nah. <laughs> He's still wandering. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes for I him just, to shut up. I just need all, all of the listeners to remember that Megan's cat is approximately 800 years old. And he has diabetes and a heart condition and... <laughs> Yet he's still kicking, so you it's know gonna live forever. When, when we're three hundred and ninety-seven years old, I hope they just let us yell about it too, right? Like, honestly, I mean, yeah, I don't. Ser- Rune, <laughs> it's not a show about you. He's like it is now. Do what I want, bitch. He's going to pretend he doesn't know how to shut up, which really fits in perfectly with this week's topic. That is true. I mean, Rune wants to yell. I feel like we should also yell maybe a little bit about our topic this week. Yeah, it's worth yelling. So we're going to talk about weaponized incompetence, y'all. Woo! Woo. Hot topics. Hot topics. So we talked about mental load not too long ago, and we mentioned weaponized incompetence a couple of times, and I believe you brought it up last week as well. And so it just felt like a good time to do a follow-up and actually talk about this, because we deal with it a lot. We do deal with it a lot. I think, uh, I mean, it's been top of mind not just because we happen to experience it, but also we spend a lot of time on TikTok, and it's been a thing on TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. especially toward the end of last year, um, where wives are pointing out all the things they had to do for their with their husbands, and everyone was like, ha, 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 and we're like, but no, really, no, uh, not ha, ha. <laughs> uh, so, so if you don't know what weaponized incompetence means... It refers to someone who pretends they do not know how to do something when they do know how to do it. So that could really be a lot of different things. (laughs) It can range from like doing the laundry, emptying the dishwasher, to buying groceries. That was one of the ones that I saw on TikTok where a lady was like, cutting out pictures of the items she wanted her husband to buy that she was like putting on a, a visual grocery list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can be, and it can be like specifically saying like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Oh, like you can say like, Hey, I need you to put the chicken in the slow cooker so that, you know, it's, we have dinner ready when we all get home from work tonight. And the person being like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Uh, Or there's like another version of it where they just do the thing really, really poorly so that you don't ever ask them to do it again. Yes. So Uh, there's like kind kind of a couple of different versions of this. 
Yeah, and I will say I feel like uh, in personal experience, uh, teenage boys are very good at that latter one. I was just about to say (laughs) that, you know who's great at this? Teenagers. And I, I honestly don't know if they are doing it on purpose or they just DGAF. Uh-huh. They're teenagers, um, but if you have kids and they've ever done something like really badly, and they're they just because they don't want to do it, but I just they don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean to be fair, I don't know. So I mean, okay, let's just let's just get it out there. Most of the time, in a cishet relationship. The one weaponizing the incompetence is the male partner. Let's just put it out there. Yes. It's usually the dudes. That does not mean that does not mean that women cannot do this. It does not mean that it doesn't happen in same sex relationships. It does not any of that stuff. But for the most part, we tend to be talking about male partners <laughs> in these relationships that are often the most guilty of doing this. Uh, yes, and it's the same thing when we talked about the, the mental load mm-hmm. situation. It's just uh, mostly because it is related to all these tasks that mm-hmm. in a cis-hat relationship the woman takes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are other aspects that even in a cis-hat relationship it would go the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, But also I feel like in most of those situations, the husband does not necessarily ask the woman to do something right in that situation and it's, that's partially because they don't often ask for help in a typical right set relationship because right. they want well, to do it also, themselves like, i mean i don't know about you but if i if there is something that i don't really want to do that I, sometimes i'm not very good at it but um let's for example uh mowing the lawn shoveling snow, raking leaves. I just don't fucking want to do it. And so I don't even necessarily pretend that I can't do it because I could do those things. I just am straight up like, no, I'm not going to do that. So like, I feel like women are maybe a little bit better about being just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Instead of coming up with a roundabout way of getting out of it. I could be wrong. Yeah. It could just be me in my relationship. <laughs> I mean, I, I have said before on this podcast that I do not know how to mow a lawn. I mean, I think I could figure it out. Would it be... I could figure it out. Would you it pull be the thing, the it turns standards? on, I push it around. Right. Would it be to the standards of what my husband wants? Probably not. Although it would not necessarily be for a lack of effort. It just... <laughs> I probably just don't give enough shits to make it look the way that he wants it to look. The funny thing is about snow shoveling is that I don't mind snow shoveling, and also I feel like I do a better job. Oh, I don't doubt that. I, However, I can see how you would do a better job? Like he is taller than me and has longer arms, and That's therefore, true. and also has like leverage. more upper body strength, so he mm-hmm. can like yeah, he can actually do it better. But like the actual overall, I give like a B minus for quality (laughs) (laughs) i again could do it have in the past i don't care to don't want to so i just don't i choose not to it's one of those (laughs) i do many other things in the world and so i choose not to do that one other thing i I don't know if this falls under weaponizing competence but it's the thing where uh someone asks where something is Oh, and you uh-huh. tell them, you know, the location of it, and mm-hmm. they go to look for it, and they say, well, I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Because they're just, they open the cupboard or the refrigerator or whatever it is, and they're just staring straight into it. Instead of looking around. Instead of moving things, looking around. I don't know. So this, this, My yes. mind doesn't work this way, so I don't know if they under if they think that it's going to suddenly, like, so then you end up having come to say, forward for that. Instead of saying, like, <laughs> where's the hot sauce and you say mm-hmm. it's in the fridge door and they're like oh. mm-hmm. you have to say it's in the door to the fridge on the second shelf behind the mayonnaise yeah like you have to give like it's exact coordinates 
for them. Well, usually what, yeah. I mean, I used it. to do that. And then now I'm usually like, if it, I say it's in the fridge on the shelf and they'll be like, well, I don't see it. I was like, did you, did you move literally anything? <laughs> and they're like, no. I'm like, well, there you go. Like, <laughs> Did it occur to you? It could be behind something. Do you know that TikTok where they're talking about Chicago style pizza? Yes. And it's just like the person complaining and the person yes. responding and going, it's under the sauce. Like, yes. I feel like that's me. Or like, <laughs> they're like, do you know where the, you know, the, under the sauce. hand soap, the hand soap refill is? And I'm like, it's under the sink. And they're like, <laughs> it isn't. I'm like, it's under the sink. They're like, I don't see it. It's, it's under, under the, the sink. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you get this from like all three of the humans that you live with. I will say the smallest one is not as bad, mostly because he doesn't have to go look for things. Yeah. <laughs> it's only because, like, he is at the height where he can only get things that are on the bottom. Yes. And for whatever reason, that just makes it so he doesn't really have to look for as many things. Yeah. Like, I know he can't reach certain things, so, like, I know he's not going to be able to refill the toilet paper from the... Uh, laundry room or right. like find the paper towels because he can't reach them so yes. it doesn't do me any good to tell him right um but yeah it'll it's only a matter of time <laughs> he'll get there i will say though i and this is not to give anyone who is weaponizing their incompetence a pass i do think that historically this has been a, a learned skill is not the right word uh a learned behavior behavior yes thank you uh, I do think it has historically been a little bit of a learned behavior because historically um, there have been so many things that have been seen as the women's jobs and the women's task. Um, and so men were not like supposed to do those things. Um, and I hope that as, you know, particularly like as our kids get older, um, that maybe the male species will continue to improve um, as we break some of these gender norms and it becomes more of a 50-50. We've moved towards more like 50-50 relationships, like truly equal partnerships. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I mean, I think that there is still, you know, you behave in a way that you learned, right? And you behave in ways that you saw modeled and so sometimes breaking out of that can be hard but that doesn't mean that you get a pass yeah and i i will say that like i've been able to see results in that area Mm -hmm. um in terms of cooking at my house like i i love cooking it's great i enjoy it i don't want to do it every day of every moment of my life Mm -hmm. and it's nice to be able to say, hey, you know, today is your day to cook because I've done literally every other day and now it's your turn. And to be able to say that and also have it be something that I don't get 15 million questions about. Yes. As it happens. Right. Because um, if you're getting 15 nice, million questions about it, it's not. Then I might as well just do it. Well yeah. Just do it. Right. Yeah, um, I, I will say sometimes it still happens where if I have not explicitly either started dinner or explicitly told him it's his day to make dinner, then he'll just kind of wander in and be like, what are you thinking for dinner? And I'll be like, this thing. And he'll, he'll be like, okay. And he'll like start to go make it. But then he'll come back like five times with many extra questions. And that ne- isn't necessarily... Well, I don't know, actually. Probably <laughs> a counselor could help me with this. I was going to give him a pass, and I was going to say maybe that's not weaponizing competence. Maybe it's just because he doesn't know. However. But does he? I do have I do have 200 cookbooks, and he has a phone in his pocket. Right. He has literally, like, a computer with every possible piece of information literally at his fingertips yeah so it could go both ways i do think one tool that has helped us a lot is when i started to um have us get the meal kits yes they sound silly i know a lot of people think it's really silly when they hear food bloggers get meal kits i'm not the only food blogger slash food writer who gets meal kits um we rely on them because we don't want to cook 
a extravagant meal after cooking all day. Yes. Uh, but one thing that has really helped us is the kits because they have all the instructions already written out measured. and they already have everything's measured and you already have all the ingredients that you need. So people yeah. like my husband whose brains don't like put together cooking ingredients naturally can just like grab everything yeah, and just do it. Yeah. And that has worked really well for us. Yeah. I... I totally agree. I actually, because we, we used to do them um, for a while. And actually, as Alex goes back to working a little bit more often here soon, um, I may see if we, I, I can squeeze some of those back into the budget because they are extremely helpful um, just in general. But <laughs> yeah, don't make fun of food. Also, <laughs> people think like, oh, yeah, your husband's a chef. You must just like eat so well all the time. And I'm like, I don't really think you want to know how much Annie's mac and cheese and frozen pizza we eat. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> I was- mean, honestly, it's lucky we are just I the only reason I'm not eating popcorn for dinner is because I have children. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, yeah, my child is still young enough that I can get away with like, here's some deli turkey and a cheese stick and some pickles. And she's like, yeah, this is the best dinner ever. Um, <laughs> so, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And, you know, I do think that I do think Alex has gotten better about this in general. And I think partly because I am <laughs> so vocal about saying like, I just don't want to do that thing. I hate doing that thing. And I don't want to do that thing. Like he knows vacuuming is like my least favorite chore on the planet. And I would rather like crawl in a hole and die than run the like regular vacuum. And so he kind of knows I will do it if I have to, but I I will bitch about it the whole time. And (laughs) so like he knows that. And so he knows like if something really needs to be vacuumed, like he's going to need to be the one to do it. And I think that has made him a little bit better about just, kind of vocalizing in the same way like he it's actually really kind of funny to me uh for example since you know we're talking about the kitchen uh he really hates picking meat off the bone particularly if it's like chicken so like if Mm -hmm. we're or just like shredding chicken in general but especially if we've gotten like a rotisserie chicken and, and we need to like pick the meat off the bone to make something he always asks me to do it not because he does not know how but because he like straight up is like i really it's like my one of my least favorite tasks it gives me the isms and so i'm like that's fine i will i will do that for you um so we are i think we are getting a little bit better about just like instead of just acting like we don't know how to make the other person do it just straight up saying like i really don't want to do that thing will you please do this thing for me um and that I think is honestly like just like breaking it down to the honesty of just being like, no, thank you. is actually really helpful. <laughs> Cause then we know, like, you know, it's like, all right, she's not going to vacuum, but also I'm not going to pick the chicken off the bone and she's going to do that for me. So, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's important to talk about stuff like that. The only issue would then come is if you feel, if one side or the other feels like, you know, they're picking up more totally. of, of the chores than the other person. Um, like I, I will not clean the toilets. Like I refuse to clean the the toilets. It's the worst. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, I have three boys in my house. Do you guys know what it's like to live with boys? Gross. It's disgusting. Gross. Like how, how, I thought about this this morning as I was getting ready. Like how did they get the toilets so gross? (laughs) Like I, I know what happens with a toilet. I use a toilet, and yet, somehow... I'm still just not sure how they... The toilet I use (laughs) is not like their toilets. (laughs) So that is something that I don't do, that I'm like, you boys have to do it, because you are the ones who get it disgusting, and I feel like that's completely fair. Totally fair. But I... Yeah, I think you actually definitely have to be talking about it with your partner if you know you're married or if you just even have a roommate trying to divide up the tasks if you have a cat who won't shut up you have to explain (laughs) how things work when you're doing a podcast and he can yell all he wants later um 
Because if you don't talk about it, then it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And then you yes. just get really resentful of the other person. Yes. And then you have to go to a couples therapy. <laughs> right. It's, it's like trying to figure out how can you, can, oh, can you hold that off? Yeah. Like, I know I said before that there was like kind of two forms of weaponized incompetence that I could think of. But I actually kind of just thought of a third third way that this manifests and that's in like perhaps not really knowing how to do something but then actively like choosing not to learn how even though you are going to still have to do it and the example that I'll give is this um because I think we see a lot of this on TikTok in particular of examples where like a dad has to get his little girl dressed in the morning and like he has to do it on a pretty regular basis just because like mom goes to work or whatever and so he's the one that has to get the little girl like dressed and ready and out the door and you'll see like either uh he'll put the little girl in like just a ridiculous like he'll put the pants on and then snap the onesie on the outside like he just doesn't understand how the clothes work or like goes to do her hair and it just looks ridiculous um but they just like don't they just like kind of actively choose not to figure out how to do it properly um the thing i don't understand about those though is like it doesn't make any sense do they actually not know or is it tiktok and they're trying to be funny i think well you know because like who would put who would snap the onesie on the outside of the pants like i that is really stupid <laughs> it is it is very very special but like i i don't know i have seen this as like a do you know what like do you know how my husband got the child dressed this morning like what so i think it does happen which is i know i i guess i just well i'm you know that I'm, like, a skeptic anyway about a lot of things. I just have, like, this half and half thing of, like, it probably happens, but also I feel like a lot of the stuff I see on TikTok is not real. And so people are, like, faking it to be funny and get the clicks. Right. I don't know. You know I mean, I've seen, I don't know. I've seen how, like, dads can dress kids just in general. And you're like, is that an outfit that you would put on your own self? Like, I mean, I let my kids dress themselves, and I, it's not like they do a lot better sometimes. When they were younger. Like, they're fine now. But, like, when they were little, I'll be like, are you sure? But is okay. that how you want to sure. go right now? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I don't know. But, but it's this, like, level of, like, I don't know. Why are you not? I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't explain the psychology behind it because it makes no fucking sense to me. But Yeah, I think it's similar to, like, um, unloading the dishwasher. Yeah. where you unload the dishwasher and you don't know where something goes and so then the person the other person tells you where it goes yes so you but just continually just never... set it on the countertop yes yes for you to come put away later yes and every time You're like, like you have lived in this I, house I know you for know where this years. goes i know you know where the it goes for this has never changed in 6 years i've never changed yeah. where this lives yeah what is happening I, it's kind of the same thing where if they're looking for something, I'm like, it's in the same place it's been since exactly we moved into this house. It's where it's, it always is. Always See that right there? See that drawer? That's where the toilet paper goes. It's perfectly sized for toilet paper and only toilet paper. There's really nothing else that could go in that drawer. It's literally a toilet That's paper what drawer. It's for. Yeah. That is where you find it. I don't know, ma'am. I, I also don't necessarily have any suggestions of like, <laughs> other than I guess maybe just being an honest human being to some degree. Uh, but I don't really have any suggestions for overcoming this. It's just more of us yelling. Do you have something to say I mean, so it's, it's not just us yelling? <laughs> it's, it's about communication. And yeah. um, I would say that there's a level of which like you just have to transition from the like teaching of it to like just letting them just do it wrong yeah it's like and you like were having saying... it be wrong like if they if they empty the paper towel roll and they just leave the paper towel roll sitting there with no paper towels on it like i will just leave it yeah until that person <laughs> takes care of it 
Yeah. I mean, it's like you were saying last week how, like, one of your things for this year is that you are going to not be solving people's problems so much. Like, they yeah. got to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, literally, that happened to me this morning when I went downstairs and I saw that my son had spilled a cup of water on the floor. Uh, first of all, it's the basement. Like, I don't care if the basement floor gets wet. We had it flood last year, so it's fine. Right. It'll get wet probably again. Right. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's cement floor. Um, but he had knocked over his cup of water because he sits on the floor on a beanbag chair. And when it was time for him to go up to bed, I guess, he just knocked it over. And because he had forgotten that he had a cup of water, he, like, didn't notice. Right. And so... And he got it, and also he got his beanbag chair all wet. And so I was like, "I'm not cleaning that up. I'm right. gonna leave it there, it's not and you can clean it up problem. yourself." And then also he did get mad at me when I told him that it happened and that he didn't clean it up and he needs to clean it up now. And he's like, "Well, I didn't know it was there." I'm like, "How could you not know? You brought a cup of water down with you, right? <laughs> with your many snacks that you also brought with you." <laughs> And you threw hundred of your snacks. <laughs> you threw away your snack wrappers, but you forgot you had a cup of water. I guess so. So, so then, parents of teenagers is a it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's you, I think part of it is definitely overcoming the desire to just do it. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because we do we do have that natural just like I I'll just I'll just do it I'll just do it myself I'll just, I'll just do it myself but that's not really helping the situation either. Yeah, and I think also getting over perfectionism. Yes. Uh, yes. when it comes to uh, chores especially, but like going to the grocery store. Yes. Re- really would bother me when my husband would buy like the quote wrong mm-hmm. item. That I didn't, wasn't necessarily a thing that I wanted, but like he went to the store for me and he bought all these things. This is one so of the, like, I should be happy about that. <laughs> I think that this is one of the biggest lessons for um, first time parents to learn mm-hmm. um, is that like your partner is not going, your partner, your co parent is not going to do things exactly the way that you would do them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing them wrong. It just, is sometimes a slightly different way of approaching it. And that's totally okay. Like you kind of have to figure out like, what is, what is like a legitimately wrong way to do something to keep a child alive? And what is like still going to keep the child alive and get the need met, even if they're not doing it the exact same way that you would do it. And just like, that's okay. So it is a little bit of finding this like happy medium of, okay, are they legitimately doing it incompetent (laughs) like are they legitimately incompetent or have i set the bar to a place where they just don't feel like they can ever meet my bar and so they don't even want to try anymore yeah like i do think that that's i think that that's a totally valid thing to think about and consider um of okay like yes we we like they need to figure some shit out but also have i set have I made this environment so that they don't even feel like it's worth trying? Cause I'm going to tell them that they did it wrong. That's not, I mean, that's not a super fun environment to be in. So I would probably not want to try either. Right. I think a lot of it, we've definitely placed that guilt slash blame on them for like, you know, chastising the way that they've done it in the past. Right. Um, or, you know, maybe I hate that. Like, the idea of giving praise to people when they like do a menial task correctly. <laughs> yes. But in some cases it is necessary um, to show like that the person is valued. And I think yeah. a lot of the times, especially when it comes to men, like they really kind of need that validation. Yes. Like obviously it's talking stereotypically here again, but um, they really do work more more better they work (laughs) they work better more efficiently and stuff if they like get validation in the end yes 
so it sounds stupid because a lot of times we don't get validation for the things that we do right but it's also kind of like a modeling behavior like maybe if you give them like a hey thank you for doing blah 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 like maybe next time you will also get it hey thank you it could be just wishful thinking thank you for taking out the trash like i don't know whatever yes totally agree totally agree with that do you think do you think uh weaponizing competence is gaslighting um i think it could be Mm -hmm. i think it i think it's almost like gaslighting for yourself if you're pretending not how to do something yeah i mean so i i think that like it could be used in a gaslighting slash like super like i think i think that it could be like absolutely like purposefully weaponized in a manipulative gaslighting way i don't necessarily think that that is the case probably 99 percent of the time yeah i think, I would I think agree. it is like a I think it is a learned behavior that, mm-hmm. like, it, it isn't. I, I don't think it, it's it's necessarily done in a malicious way, and so I don't think that the like the intent is to like gaslight your partner. <laughs> um, so, uh, or yeah. coworkers, because I do see weaponized competence as like totally. a coworker situation. Yes. I mean, any, um, any relationship that you have with human beings, like. Yeah. There could be yeah. a weaponized incompetence situation. So, yes, I I uh, actually probably have seen it more be used in a purposeful way in the workplace than in, mm-hmm. like, relationship, like, normal relationships. Normal relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I will say that I think that a lot of times when it comes to work relationships – uh, it's not necessarily that they'll pretend that they don't know how to do it, but it'll be kind of a situation where they're like, well, sometimes, I mean, sometimes they claim they don't know how to do it and mm-hmm. then you have to just do it. But they'll also be like, well, you can just do it so much faster, which yes. is a different kind of situation. Yes. I did see a TikTok right before we started that was about, is this woman saying that the energy that she was bringing into 2022 was that she was no longer going to, google things for people because we all have the same google yes and if she can find it so can you i was like thank you but it was horrible because all these people in the comments were like why didn't you just tell her what the answer was it would have been so much easier to just tell her what the answer was and i'm like that's not the point oh my god (laughs) right but the point is like you need to you need to look first yeah, and not to, like, bring up, like, the whole boomer, like, you need to be hoisting yourself up by your own bootstraps, which, you know, you would fall over if you actually tried to do that in practice. <laughs> but, like, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that you should be able to, you should be able to Google stuff, guys. Like, right. come on. <laughs> or even just, like, uh, if, like, hey, do you know where this file is? Like, did you look first? Did you genuinely right. look for it first? There's absolutely times where I have to say, like, hey, I can't locate this file in our in our system. Like, do you know where it is? Do you have access to it? Can you send it to me? Link me to it? Tell Like, give me a map? Whatever. Um, but I try to make sure that when I've done that, that if I'm having to ask that, that I have genuinely, like, looked first. Um, and I really, truly cannot find where it is um, versus just being like, oh, this person probably knows. I just don't feel like looking. I'm just going to, oh, can you send that to me? Ooh. So, yes, yes. I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten the I cannot find this email thing and then I will find it in two seconds. Yes. So aggravating. It is like granted email is a little bit more like you organize your own email but it's still like but we there's all a search have bar. the same google search bar the gmail search <laughs> bar <laughs> yeah it's a similar thing of like oh do you know the answer to this like 
did you take a couple seconds to look for it? And the more that mm-hmm. often you do that, the more knowledge you gain or you like learn a little bit more about your organization or about the topic or about something um, mm-hmm. versus just like assuming that the other person's time is less valuable than yours by asking them to do it for you just because just because they can do it really quickly doesn't mean that they aren't doing something else that they need to be doing yeah yeah like whatever so there we go that's that's all i'll say on the topic (laughs) that's it what's bringing you joy megan uh, well, last week when we spoke, I said that I had not watched the new season of Queer Eye yet. And so since then, I proceeded to watch every episode. And it was delightful, as per usual. Uh, it takes place in Austin. And so it was very lovely to see a bunch of places that I have been and enjoyed. And others, also a bunch of places that I had never been to. Um I think a lot of them were kind of newish or just like tucked away places that I had not seen before. There was a plant store that I had never seen. And you were like, I, I want to go right shocked now. by. I <laughs> uh, thought I've been to every plant store in town. Um, but it was really lovely. And if you guys didn't know, they had started to film it like right when COVID started. Mm-hmm. And then they obviously had to pause for like a whole year. And then they started back up again last no i guess 20 i don't know whenever the hell they filmed it yeah sometime in 2021 i think yeah spring 2021 i think they finished it um and so it was kind of interesting to see because a lot of the stuff that they framed within the episodes were covid related um Mm -hmm. and uh one of the episodes was with a bunch of high school kids so it cute. made me really sad because I have a high school, not a high school. He's in junior high. God, I, I aged him already. But um, I, one of the things I often think about is like, you know, how is he going to look upon this time, especially like the year of remote learning and all the things related mm-hmm. to COVID. And so that was like a really touching episode for me, I think. And then I was also like thinking about if he had been a senior last year like yeah that would have been really heavy um but yeah it's it was always like a really nice thing to watch and it makes me happy and i love them so much yeah i I, hope they do another season in austin i don't know if they sometimes they stay in the same city for a while yeah for a couple couple Um, seasons i i thought it was hilarious because i like mess i started watching it before you did and so i messaged you and i was like oh you're gonna have so much fun with this season because they're in austin and then you were like yeah i mean i guess i'll allow it because jvn lives there now but like i just feel like people (laughs) just like they just it's just such a popular place to do like and then you started watching it and you were like oh i know that place oh i know that place and i was like fucking told you (laughs) i will say okay i've watched a lot of shows that they just like put in austin um, and they, they just did that ridiculous reality show that's like basically the real world, but oh, not. Yeah. Um, and I, and also like, I just know a lot of people who come because it's such a big touristy area and South by Southwest and blah, blah, blah. But there's usually like the stereotypical places that people go and the stereotypical things that people do. And there were a couple things that like felt very austin-y texan-y thing but they mm-hmm. did them in like a a nice way that tied into the story i guess like they went to the boot shop but like the way that they did it like made sense to me and it wasn't just like we're gonna go get boots ha 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 i don't know maybe it's just the way like they're just so thoughtful when they produce the show in general yeah that it felt good like that and they i felt like they were also thoughtful in like the restaurants they chose and stuff when they do their little like we're gonna borrow your kitchen situation. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by how they portrayed it. Also, uh, my friend showed up at the end of episode nine, which is adorable. Which is the uh, the yeah the the OMG, OMG squee one. Yeah. I was like, I think I like that voice sounds really familiar, and then I was like, that is the back of her head. She is the one ordering at the end of the episode. And That's even my friend, even her friend. It was just like the back of her head. 
Well, I mean, you, you can see her face a little bit, too, but I was like, no. Oh, I guess. She did my logo a few years ago, Aww. my old logo for my website. Aww. Aww. Yeah, it's cute. Love what it. is bringing you joy? Um, I successfully pulled off the great Pooh Bear switch of 2022. You were, like, it was very impressive, like, how into it, like, Look. I would not have bothered. <laughs> Okay, so y'all, here's some background for y'all. So I, to like give you like the, the real, the far back background, I was one of those kids where when I was about Eden's age, so like right around two, uh, I lost one of my favorite babies in a parking lot and it was a very bad time. By family lore, this was a very bad time in our household when I lost Pink Doll Baby in a parking lot. And they could not find her, and they did not have a backup, and it took a couple weeks to, like, secure a backup. It was just not a good time. And so my mother, like, growing up would always be like, if you ever have a kid who has a very specific, like, favorite lovey or baby, like you better have a backup because disaster could strike. So fast forward and Eden's favorite stuffy, lovey, whatever you want to call it, is her stuffed Pooh Bear that my grandmother got her when she was born. And Pooh Bear goes fucking everywhere with her and he's starting to look a little rough. And like last week Alex looked at me and he was like we should probably think about getting like a body double for Pooh Bear and I was like yeah here let me let me figure that out and so I found the exact same one like I literally measured him to make sure I had the right size it's the exact same one and I knew it was a Disney baby um one and so I knew like to search that or whatever and ordered another one and but I also know that my child is not a dummy and that she, if he looked too like too new, she would suspect that it was different, and then she would just want both of them. Like she would then carry around two Pooh Bears, which would absolutely defeat the purpose. So when the new one arrived, I before I like did not let her see that he was there. I brought him in when she was like taking a nap. I washed him, and then like I I just like gently roughed him up a little I like took the bow around his neck off because the original one is long gone uh when she was really little she like chewed on the threads on original Pooh Bear's nose and like kind of picked them apart and so I just like pulled out my seam ripper and like picked apart his nose a little bit and like slept with him so he would like smell right and then uh made a covert switch when she like wasn't in the room and she like walked away from the original I just like swapped them um and it worked and she was delightfully fooled she was like Pooh Bear? <gasps> Pooh Bear! Like oh my gosh you went to the spa in the last 15 minutes since I saw you you look great! Pooh Bear! Pooh Bear you had a glow up! <laughs> exactly the shoot's kind of like <gasps> Pooh Bear! And so she definitely does not realize that it's not the same one um and and now I can take the original one and like do some, he, he needs a little bit of surgery. He's got like a little hole in his neck or whatever. And so I can like give him some TLC and then just like kind of put him in a safe place. And Either he is just a keepsake or if something happens to this one, we have a backup. But that was uh, her, the fact that I pulled it off and uh, the fact that she is just equally delighted with Pooh Bear's glow up really made me happy this week also all things i would not have anticipated doing as a parent but here i am it's me uh we are lucky in that my kids never lost their favorite loveys especially in the case of reese because we bought his in france oh gosh yeah uh it was like the first thing we like because i was like eight weeks pregnant when we went to paris and so that was the first thing we bought for him was his lovey um and so it would have been very very difficult to replace him and he still has him but he looks terrible awful like (laughs) he's kind of he's like flat like all his fur is matted it's like kind of gross. He's been washed a, min- a million times, but mm-hmm. he just can't really get clean anymore. Yes. They reach a point where they're just like 
always kind of dingy and smell a little weird yes yeah yeah but luckily they never lost them so thank we, god we did fine with that but that would have been stressful thank god like we even just had like a moment last week where alex went to pick her up from daycare and like he hadn't realized she'd taken Pooh Bear with her because i was the one that took her to school and then so he was like about to walk out the door and here came her teacher like running down the hallway. It was like, wait, Pooh Bear, it's Pooh Bear. Cause like they know, they know yeah. what a big deal Pooh Bear is. So they knew if we had gotten home with no Pooh Bear, it would have been a very bad time. So Yeah. Max, like he had lots of, lots of, uh, lovey. So he kind of rotated them, but yes. he always, I mean, he always like had his special Raja, but he yes. would also rotate a little bit. So it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I do remember daycare when he would take it to school like at the end of the day we'd be like okay i gotta check to make yeah. sure that the lovies are in the backpacks yes exactly make sure um, comes god home bless, with us god bless the daycare <laughs> teachers because they do they I just know. know they're like oh yep she brought somebody with her today did we get him like whatever they're they're so good about that but yeah Edie, like Pooh bear is her ride or die and then Pooh bear has like a variety of like sidekicks that will come with him throughout the day sometimes sometimes it's oh uh, yes. sometimes it's puppy oh uh, when i was babysitting last time it was the seal that she called baby oh <laughs> he also was I, very I, tragically broken <laughs> yeah i need to i still need to i have him hidden i still need to do surgery on him yes she that kid loves a stuffy she, she does. the one the lion that that max gave her he had to go in the wash and then i put him in the dryer and now he has this like absolute fro his 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 mane just turned into what can only be considered like an afro it is incredible but she just she's still absolutely cool with him she's like yes roar (laughs) okay she's so sweet she's a sweet kid next week we will be continuing our series on parenting in america So until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.